Welcome to the Wrap Yourself in Joy podcast. I'm Karen Dwyer, speaker, teacher, and author of four books on joy. If you are searching for more joy in your life, join me for about 15 minutes every week. It could change your life. This Esther series is based on my book, Esther for Such a Time as This, Prayer, Reversals, and Joy. It has an imprimatur. So why not start a Cup of Joy women's group by inviting a few friends to listen to the podcast and meet for one hour over coffee for discussion and prayer. I'll send you free materials. Just sign up at my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com. The podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Hello, welcome to Wrap Yourself in Joy. I'm Karen Dwyer, and you're listening to podcast number one of my third season called Esther for this time. It follows my book, Esther for Such a Time as This, Prayer, Reversals, and Joy. I know you're going to love the book of Esther as much as I do. If you have never read or studied Esther before, now is a good time to start. You cannot depend on movies depicting Esther, because many of them are fiction based on a simple fact from the book of Esther. You will gain so much more by reading it yourself. The lessons from every chapter of Esther are so encouraging. And of course, there's a joyful ending called Purim. Now, Purim is the day in February or March, the date varies like our Easter does, when those of the Jewish faith commemorate God's intervention on their behalf at a time when they were destined for annihilation. The celebration of Purim involves a family meal, reading the book of Esther from Hebrew scriptures, that's our Old Testament, giving gifts to others, and donating to the poor. The Jewish children love to eat special cookies called Haman's ears, and when the book of Esther, also called the Megillah, is read, the kids throw popcorn every time the word of the enemy Haman is mentioned. The book of Esther speaks to us as Christians, even though it was written over 2,500 years ago. It shows us that when God's people are struggling to find faith and courage, God is still present and at work in our lives. Esther shows us about God's faithfulness to his people and his divine providence. And according to the modern Catholic dictionary, divine providence means that God is watching over all, missing nothing, governing all things he has made, and disposing all things with gentleness. Just when we wonder where is God in our lives or our families or our communities, Esther reminds us that he never abandons us. He is faithful. Esther is a wonderful book to read during Lent. It's about trusting in God, interceding in prayer, and receiving strength to stand firm amid life's challenges. It's about gentle leadership and discernment from God in difficult times. Most importantly, Esther is a dramatic story of how God can bring reversals in circumstances for you and for your family. That's turnarounds in situations and relationships. In Esther's case, 15 reversals in circumstances and relationships gave joy and consolation to God's people, resulting in the annual Jewish celebration of the Feast of Purim. So overall, Esther is a book of faith and hope and joy. Are you ready to jump into Esther, episode one? 
It's called The Backdrop and the Party. Now, we have to look at the background in order to get important information that will help us understand the book of Esther. My question for you is this. When God seems silent, do you know he's still there? Are you listening and still turning to him for guidance, still praying? Or do you turn to a party lifestyle to forget your problems? As we will soon read, the king of Persia did. Before we begin reading the first few verses from the book of Esther, I want to mention that we will be reading and studying all 16 chapters of Esther in the way that St. Jerome first numbered them, 1 through 16 in the Bible, and still the Dewey Reams lays them out that way. Some Bibles intersperse the latter added 107 verses of chapters 10 through 16, called the Deuterocanonical ones, by inserting them with letters A through F throughout the first 10 chapters. If you want more information on the extra 107 verses added to Esther, you could go to the appendix in my book where I quote theologians or to my website blog. So let's jump in and read Esther 1, 1 through 9. This happened in the days of Hashras, the same Ahasuerus who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. In those days, when King Ahasuerus sat on his royal throne in the citadel of Susa, that's the palace grounds of his fortified city, in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his officials and ministers. The army of Persia and Media and the nobles and the governors of the princes were present while he displayed the great wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and the pomp of his majesty for many days, 180 days in all. When these days were completed, the king gave for all the people present in the citadel of Susa, both great and small, a banquet lasting for seven days in the court of the garden of the king's palace. And there were white cotton curtains and blue hangings tied with cords of fine linen and purple to silver rings and marble pillars, and there were couches of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement, porphyry marble, mother of pearl, and colored stones. Drinks were served in golden goblets, goblets of different kinds, and the royal wine was lavished according to the bounty of the king. Drinking was by flagons without restraint, for the king had given orders to all the officials of his palace to do as each one desired. Furthermore, Queen Vashti, gave a banquet for the women in the palace of King Ahasuerus. All right, so let's look just at the beginning of this in some history. In the days of Ahasuerus refers to the king Ahasuerus, who historically ruled the world as the king of the Persian Empire from 486 to 465 BC. In Greek, his name was Xerxes, and some translations of the Bible still use that name. In this podcast, we are using Ahasuerus, commonly used in Catholic Bibles. You can just call him King A if you have trouble pronouncing his name. Now, Persia was the largest empire mentioned in the Old Testament. 127 provinces spanning from India to Ethiopia, beyond Upper Egypt, and it was centered in modern-day Iran. The Persians, led by Cyrus the Great, 
the grandfather of Ahasuerus, had defeated the Babylonian empire of King Nebuchadnezzar. And you might remember that it was Nebuchadnezzar who took the Jewish people back to Babylon beginning around 605 BC. After 70 years in captivity, Cyrus the Great had a relaxed attitude toward the Jewish people and allowed them to return to Jerusalem or move to other places. Thus, the Jews were scattered throughout the world. Some we call the remnant. Those were those who chose to go back to Jerusalem. Others we call part of the diaspora. They're the Jews who ended up in Turkey, Greece, and Macedonia that Paul later went out to evangelize. And those who stayed in Persia, they learned to fit into its culture. And this is where we meet Esther. All right, what about this lavish party we just read about? King Ahasuerus resided in Susa, one of the three royal cities in the Persian Empire that were designed by his grandfather Cyrus. It was here that King Ahasuerus threw the lavish party mostly to inspire patriotism and show off his wealth and his splendor to military leaders. They probably did not all come at once, but over the six months, they all came. He needed to convince them of his greatness so they would give him support for going to war against Greece, as history tells us. An old tradition stated that only as the king drank could the rest of the party drink. But at Ahasuerus's party, all were instructed to drink freely. The golden goblets used for serving the wine may well have been the sacred goblet seized from the Jewish temple in Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar in 605 B.C., You can find more about that in Daniel 1. Now they were being used in a very unholy way by a very pagan king, but God will have a way of intervening, even in an irreverent culture, as we will cover in our next podcast when the fireworks begin to happen. I know we've only covered some of the background information the first nine verses, but it's time to conclude our journey today with a bit of reflection. So far, we have encountered a very pompous and extravagant king who is throwing around his money and his power in a party, serving his best wine in huge golden goblets and encouraging all to drink as much as they want. No limits. And the decorations, couches of gold and silver and marble pillars were as beautiful as one could buy in that day. Yet, you almost forget you are reading the Bible telling us about all this partying and power. You see, God may seem silent for a moment, but all this does not escape his gaze, as we will soon see. King Ahasuerus was trying to make himself God in power and prestige and more. He does not know or refuses to acknowledge that God loves us dearly. But as Proverbs 15.3 points out, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. And Hebrews 4.13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. So the questions for reflection as we begin our study today are these. Number one, do you wonder where God is when you see the world focused on self-image, power, prestige, and sex? Number two, do you get discouraged when it appears God is silent about all of this? Number three, when God seems silent, do you turn your attention to the party? I mean, worldly distractions to take you away from faith and family and God. 
When you feel tempted to join the world's party leading away from God, you might want to read Psalm 103 and compare the pomp and unrestraint of King Ahasuerus with the majesty of God. I'm going to read verses 15 through 22 of 103. As for mortals, their days are like grass. They flourish like flowers of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers that do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's quite a contrast, isn't it? So I challenge you with these reflections. Read these verses from Psalm 103, 15 through 22 often, and even memorize the verse that speaks most to you. Example, I love, the Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Number two, seek God. When you think he is silent as the world parties on, open yourself more to God. Remember, only our Heavenly Father, God, Jesus our Savior, And the Holy Spirit can offer you true joy and peace and love and fulfillment that all the world is seeking, as epitomized by King Ahasuerus. When you are lonely or confused or frustrated, open your life to receive from God in prayer. Remember Jesus' words in John 15, 11, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Remember my podcast season number one on finding true joy. We mentioned much of this. We have come to the end of our podcast for today. I want you to know I am so happy that you have joined our Esther podcast series. You can find bookmarks for this series on my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, or Follow along with a study group using my book, Esther, for such a time as this, Prayer Reversals and Joy. Until next week, know that I am praying for you that you will grow in faith as we study Esther together. Thanks for joining me today. Please visit my website, wrapyourselfinjoy.com, where you can learn more about Cup of Joy Women, my books, and even get free bookmarks. Please follow me on your favorite podcast app or download the show notes from today at wrapyourselfinjoy.com. Until next week, this is your friend Karen Dwyer reminding you to wrap yourself in joy.